if it was illegal to say stupid things into a microphone. Why must you be so stupid? These guys would be doing life without parole. Hey, everybody, we're back from prison. Why do we keep encouraging this kind of behavior? It's the Breaking the Ice podcast with Josh Dolan. You know, we could, like, go to jail for this. Along with Mike Shue and Isaiah Moskahanna Bonsa Mana Blitz Boskowitz. Whatever the hell his name is. I got, I definitely got almost thrown out years ago. We did a Bruins trip, and no wonder they hate America. We just roll up there, shit on everything, and then roll home. They do that here, too. Yeah, true. They're just more polite about it. We just don't know they're doing it. <laughs> Can- Canadians are polite? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, I was thinking like legitimate thinking uh our friends over at um boston exterior remodeling i may actually have some work for them like oh. my own do they, they do windows they do everything oh. well one thing i'm noticing which is good for the economy is Lucia and i are looking at a couple of projects and a lot of the gc's general contractors are booked fucking solid which is good yeah now that they're allowed to work again People are, well, I mean, everyone's been in their house for 14 weeks staring at their stairs and their windows going, we got to get oh, this believe shit me. fixed. <laughs> you know, I just, I just had, me and a friend just fixed my back steps. It took forever because we are not carpenters. Oh, God, I would <laughs> fuck that up, so dude. You're, just, God bless you for trying. How does it, I mean. Is there a lot of YouTube video watching? And <laughs> Oh, my God. So many hours of people doing it certainly saying you need this or you don't need that. And it's like, and I had a carpenter friend come over when we thought we had the the stringers lined up. He's like. You're going to kill yourself. Oh, and shit. I was like, oh, great. We had to take it all back down. It was just horrible. I'm Good horrible. Good to have a carpenter friend. Well, I'm hoping yeah, that, uh, yeah, so. I'm hoping that these, uh, the Boston Exterior Remodeling partners of ours, sponsor of the Breaking the Ice podcast. Right, and um, we'll pack coffee. I need coffee. Yeah. I'll be right back. You go get yeah. that. Don't, I gotta, uh, you know, I if, you're, if, if you're not qualified, no way. I mean, it's always good no to do way. it yourself, but if you're not no. qualified and, you know, you're, you're risking potential danger of, uh, of hurting yourself or others. And uh, so Dude, we're talking about installing windows and we're talking about building a deck that humans are going to sit on. No, on, right, uh, right. on the second floor. You know, grandma yes. come, grandma finally gets to come over after all <laughs> the I, social distancing and she <laughs> walks up the steps and that, that uh, middle stringer breaks off and she goes pink. down and uh, no. next thing you know, grandma's in the hospital and you're a dick to the rest of the family. It's this is why I know exterior remodeling will help you. Yeah. I know my swim lane. So right? we got the exactly. Wolfpack coffee people. I was just telling uh, Josh, uh, Lucia has been giving them some love on social media. She likes nice. to get up, have a little wolf pack and give well, a little they, posting. They make damn good coffee. I'm having a cup right here. Oh, yeah. Mm. This is mm. so early for me to be. Mm. <laughs> Are you just waking up? Oh, uh, no, and, I woke um, up about an hour ago, but I, I take I about two hours to get going. That's all right. I spent a bunch of time this morning on um, breakingtheicepodcast.com. Thanks to our friends at Invoke Media Group for putting that website together. That actually looks like we know what we're doing. I know. It's scary. <laughs> it Please don't be fooled. Like don't I'm be, like, don't this has nothing to do. Mike, Isaiah, Josh did none of that. That was no. all Nicole at, at no. uh, Invoke. I, I put good. up a couple of blogs, and that's just typing, and that has spell check. So, you know, it's not like <laughs> we really, really did anything with that. I just you know, got my, uh, my login stuff so I can start blogging. And oh, oh, good. That should be fun. Good. Yeah, I got a D in English in high school. So, we'll oh, wow. so we're going to see friend. that all on Breaking the Ice podcast. Yeah, and a few right. radio stations let me write on their website, too. I don't know why. That's crazy. Crazy. Hey, I, um, I bought a Breaking the Ice sweatshirt. Oh, just we came this morning. And uh, I haven't put it on yet. That decal is going to stay on after I wash it, right? Well, it better. <laughs> well, we have, so so I don't want to have to do all the refunds. <laughs> we have bugs. We have bugs to work out. I ordered so, two of the. So where, uh, where, I just want to say, wear your merch before you give it that first watch and give us just a little bit of that exposure, just in case it comes <laughs> off in the wash. Yeah, I, got I ordered social media too. I ordered two, uh, two of the Cheddar Surfboard T-shirts. Three weeks ago. Me too. Don't have it. I think we ordered them the same day. Well, each, I Isaiah, wear it. each t-shirt is handcrafted by oh. eight-year-old children in Southeast Asia in a I, sweatshop. Thank and you. Their little hands can only work so fast. How did their little hands get you a big, thick sweatshirt? <laughs> well, it took a while. 
You know, and I know somebody. I know Josh, the guy who designs them. I don't know if you know him. He's I, he doesn't even have his t-shirts. He's no. the guy that runs the sweatshop. <laughs> no, I don't they, they're not made in sweatshops. They're legit made. It just takes a while because this is a custom company. That's what they do, right? They do yeah. custom orders. So it's going to take a little bit longer. Can You'll you imagine the, if, if Josh ran a sweatshop? What? Oh. No. It wouldn't be a sweatshop. He'd be no. like, I'm really sorry, but you can't take a bathroom break right now. Or I'm going to have to shoot you in the knee. Make more t-shirts now. To, but that's the rules. <laughs> uh, Josh sent me a cool link this morning of uh, Bill Burr. Was that this Joe. morning? Yeah, like 1.30. Oh, it's already been a long still, day. It was still your last night, yes. Oh. It was, it's a great, we should post this on our site. It's, it's Joe Rogan talking to Bill Burr and it's all about people starting podcasts or any venture and how to stay the fuck away from management, stay the, away from people that have just for decades fucked people over. We know it in the music industry. Go back to the story. I remember clear as day when Lejean from Seven Dust, they did an interview with them in like the early nineties or maybe mid nineties. And they had just signed like a lifetime deal with some record company. Oh, with and V2. That was a horrible deal that they took awful. years to get out of. Yeah. They had yeah. to put out like eight albums and it was yeah. just, oh. And, and, and it, V2 just did not help their cause. Them. Yeah. And, and they held and on. And those are good it. albums too. They busted their ass Very making good. those albums, you know? And they didn't make shit. And that was the problem. And they probably prevented them from like going truly global or being bigger. But mm -hmm. it's, it's, uh, can we, should we put that up on the site, Josh? That's a great. I think so. Yeah. It's like it's the whole business part of podcasting too. And like how, like we're, it's a rare time in entertainment where we're in charge of what we're doing. Right. And the executives Fully. at like Fox and like all these <laughs> other giant companies want to get their grimy little hands mm -hmm. on it. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're going to promise people like, oh, we can do this for you. We can. We'll right, get the ball rolling, and then they own everything, and you get no money. Well, Listen, there's a reason why we know, companies we know, like iHeart say they're so big right. because their distribution may be big, but yeah. they'll fucking take a shitload of your soul on the way down. Right, and thanks to the folks at Anchor. Yes. Do, oh my God, yeah. And they do a lot of work for us at Anchor. Free to download. You'll get your podcast out on several different platforms, <laughs> and they will sound like pure sex. Right. Thank you, Anchor. How do they even make money? Are we losing money? You're good. Look Wait. into that. I've been sending him sperm samples every week. You guys aren't oh, doing that? Yeah. No. Okay. Maybe no. that's not anchor. That's not that's anger. Yeah. Oh, is that anger? <laughs> anger <laughs> <I'm getting> <laughs> <a> <laughs> sample. <laughs> I really I really enjoyed it. It was it was just it was pure Bill Burr and Joe Rogan talking back and forth. And and Josh, you've told me this many times. Rogan just says, dude, I just started talking to my fucking friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how it's. You don't need a no company like, behind you. All you need is a Wi-Fi connection, and that's all talk. he did. Right. Right. Turn it on. Don't don't discount don't discount the fact that it is Joe Rogan, oh, who's God, an extremely yeah. talented person. Yes. So yes. you know, like in any entertainment business, it's the one percent that really makes it through all the bullshit. <laughs> yeah. You know, and um, so there's that and his content and his connections and things like that. But you're absolutely right when they say, you know, you bring in uh, some kind of management or anything like that immediately the, Don't do it. the the term is homogenization process mm -hmm. begins. And uh, we've all been through that. Oh, know, God. We've all yeah. been in, in a business where, you know, we have ideas and things that may have worked and then things get, you know, people get a hold of some things and they, they alter them for one reason or another, maybe right. legal reasons, maybe advertisers or something like that. And, but with podcasting, you're, you're, you're independent and try to stay as independent as possible because I love it for 30 years. I couldn't say fuck. And, and now I can't, I can't tell you how great that is. 30 years of that built up, you know, you that's why my son's when you say it, so I can angry, tell. you know, because I, I haven't been able to say fuck for 30 years. So, oh, but all the years of radio, think about it, Mike, when it went from, <clears throat> depending on the program director, right. Talk this long. Don't talk that long. Talk mm -hmm. to this audience. Talk to that audience play this song, play that song. It's like, okay, that may have worked in 1981 when there were just five radio stations, but it's like, I thought of you, Josh, when I was listening to the, the again, we're talking about Joe Rogan's podcast. You had Bill Burr on talking about how to just stay the course. You know, you control this. This is your show. You started breaking the ice. The sponsors go to you. They go through, I mean, it's just, there's no, when I've talked to a few people, it's like, it's amazing. There's no rules. Of course there's structure, but 
We don't have to ask anybody, well, that's not right. going to fly. That's not going to work because the client doesn't like it. Now the when someone that says that, we show, just say, shut the fuck up. Yeah, fuck you. You don't want to be part of it. That's totally cool. That's Actually, like, that's what we say to Josh, right? Because he's the one running you. the show. So it's, fuck yeah. you, Josh. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. You haven't said anything yet. I'm just preempting. Oh. <laughs> preempting. Oh shut the fuck God. up. Yeah, you're just right. used to it. But like Joe, on Joe Rogan's podcast, he knows like just about enough of every subject to talk about it. That's and great. You know, just not enough about anything. Yeah. We are not uh, the ultra no, culpitarian no, that no. Uh, Joe Rogan is. We cannot master something after reading it no. up on it for a very short time. I've been trying all morning, but I kept, uh, I, I can't. So I can't no, read. I, I know how, but I, I can't read. Your blogs are going to be amazing. He really, he's just, you're dyslexic on top of everything else, aren't you, Josh? I think so. Do you suffer from dyslexia? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was never diagnosed, but I've read a few uh, things out loud, like in the store, like I'll read a sign and Laura will be like, what? That's not what she'll be like. What does that have to do with Hitler? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I posted a thing on Facebook about cats and, and, uh, Josh's mom posted one of their cats and he's got a little black mustache. Oh yeah. A cute cat. And Sandy goes, Josh wanted to name it Hitler. And I told him to scram. I'm like, he really does have a Hitler obsession. Fuck. I don't know if Listen, I can I... name it that, but it was just an observation. Yeah. At least Adolf, I guess. I don't know. Like, right. I just Sorry. want to tell people, if you go to the Breaking the Ice Facebook page, don't fuck with Josh's mom because she'll take you down. <laughs> Sandy right. is the fucking queen. She is. She's an angry woman and she will decimate you. Yeah. I think yeah. she'll, I think if we, if we get, we're missing a, a box here because Jerry Callahan's supposed to join us. Your mom's going to like Jerry Callahan. Why is that? <laughs> oh, they both live hard on the right-hand side. Mm. I mean, mm. I want to talk more we sports. We got to get some people from the left side on. We have, side. though. We have Phil Labonte from, from all the He's not left-leaning. He's a libertarian. He's, he's, well, he's, he's he a very a conservative bit... guy. He's, he's one of the biggest Howie Carr fans I've ever met in my life. Phil? Yes, Phil Labonte is a very conservative guy. Wait, 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 wait. When we yeah. had him and Chris on, they had a, they were. Well, because he thought Chris was an idiot, if I may yeah. speak for Phil. You know, um, Phil's more <laughs> anti-bullshit. Like, yeah, Phil. Phil's like more libertarian than anything else. Well, then you we know, if you guys want some man. left, if you if we want a left-leaning point of view, then we can we can get some of that on. I can find Definitely. some people for Fix you. Fix it up. Well, we had space, you know? man. You can't get much more left than that. <laughs> That's, he is an agrarian communist, really. He's so seriously. left, he's inside out. Right, I mean, he is like very left, you know, South Paw. He's so Are left, we, I have no idea what he's talking about. Right, exactly, <laughs> right. It's like concepts that haven't even been explored yet, you know? Like Duncan oh Trussell. God. Right, yeah. Um, wow. So uh, Jerry Callahan is, is uh, coming on. And so we're going to, are we talking politics with him? I just want to talk about how much baseball is sucking at games. I want to go right at the now. sports first thing. I mean, he had, he had Sports Illustrated and plenty of, I mean, his sports knowledge is very good. Before we oh, go of off the rails about. He was on WEI for what, 20 something years? 20 plus years. Morning he wrote for Sports wrote, Illustrated. Wrote for the Herald. Yep. You know, I the think guy's, started with the guy's the got a big on. brain. He's got a big brain. I want, to I want to ask him about the Aaron Hernandez documentary and how they kind of twisted it to make it seem like he was the reason Aaron Hernandez killed himself. Well, not start him, with that. No, start with that. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Out. Hold on. Let me just text him because he, he's doing his show right now. Hold on. Oh, wait, he's already <laughs> doing a show. No, he doesn't. He has a podcast. No, that, but we booked him while he was doing his show. <laughs> no, no. Who he did said that? He's usually... Who did that? Listen, hey, say, you, you had a job. Doesn't it make sense? It doesn't it make sense that? Do, uh, when are you available? After. Eleven. Oh, okay, I'll uh, book you at ten thirty. <laughs> fuck you! Since, I will since, cut since you. You're already at the mic. <laughs> I will fucking cut you. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, Can you imagine if me or Shu did that. I'd like to take this time to plug uh, the other podcast I'm on. Long May You Young. If you are a oh, yeah. Neil Young fan, we discuss Neil Young's albums in chronological order because we have a nice. Neil problem, I like to say, with the uh, Condon brothers, Luke and Russ from the band Town Meeting, who have a new album coming out. Look at this. Oh, it's yeah. oh, they, they gave you one of the vinyls? Yeah. That's, they didn't give you a vinyl? No, they gave me a SoundCloud link. Oh, that's, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. And you, like, grew up with them. Wow. I did grow up with them. Well, uh, if you listen to Long May You Young, not only will you hear three guys ranting about Neil Young, uh, but you'll also hear the uh, now famous Josh Dolan soundboard that Luke Condon has almost perfected at this point. Our next <laughs> episode drops Wednesday, and he's really got some great ones going there. So, Josh, feel free to do the Luke Condon uh, soundboard. Yeah, I got a little soundboard battle. Oh, I, I will. 
yeah. But I've I've been listening to those those episodes. I don't know that much about Neil Young, but yeah, we uh, figured that out when we interviewed Town Meeting. I believe you asked if oh. he was a former president. What the Boy, fuck? Which would have been really? amazing, huh? Having a Canadian freak like that as president of the United States. Oh, he's Canadian. Oh, he sure is, man. Oh, actually, he just got a citizenship not too long ago for oh, the U.S., but he's he's from Canada, Ontario. I would vote for he, Neil he Young for president. I would totally vote for Neil Young, absolutely. Right. Unless it's you know he's his platform had anything to do with the landing on water album, which was a big fat turd. But uh, other than that, I love Neil. My favorite Neil Young song is probably um, "I Whip My Hair Back and Forth," the cover mm. that he did of uh, Willow Smith. Right, right. Yeah. Are you uh, high right now? Have you what seen that? It was actually <laughs> Jimmy Fallon doing Neil Young, but it was amazing. Oh, really? Oh, damn. Oh, that's right. It was Jimmy. That's right. Jimmy Fallon does an amazing Neil Young. He did that's a few of them, and then right. he did yeah. one with Neil. That's right. I totally forgot about that. Yes, that's awesome, Josh. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> uh, I got to look now. I got to watch that as soon as we're done today. <laughs> That's Jerry fantastic. Callahan just said he's working on it. So we're dealing with uh, kind of like, uh, remember when we had uh, Lenny Clark on? He's yeah. 90 and he can't figure out the button. No, Jerry, no offense, Lenny, but Jerry's pretty smart, man. Yeah. yeah he, he can I, the, text, the text said I'm working on it. So let's see if he can get on the Zoom. I'll give him he, he 10 points. He was just doing his podcast on. live on Twitter. I saw it. So he knows what he's doing. Oh, now that's that's his producer, Dave. Trust me. Oh, okay. Now, we'll now ask about the, that. The, the, the I'm working on it in podcast Zoom language <laughs> is the I'm five minutes down the road, but you're really still at home. <laughs> uh, see, that's what's great. There are no rules, and I'll turn it on and hit record when I'm fucking ready. Right. You know what's great? If we say something that's truly offensive and someone brings it to our attention, uh, we can just edit it later and repost it and say it never With happened. With the racist talk. <laughs> Oh, should I have the? We are having always Jerry Callahan ha always on. Always have the always. So we are having Jerry Callahan on. Should I have the racist cock ready? Oh yeah, he said something about black people once, and it sticks with him. Did he? Hey Josh, uh, isolate no. this. I can't. I can't find my cock. Okay. <gasps> oh, here it is. I'll isolate oh, that and send no. it to Luke. That's oh, the promo right there. That's the promo. <laughs> this this week I'm breaking the ice. I can't find my cock. I found it. Oh, now you say it, Josh. I can't find my cock. That One, was, two, three. That was too sexy. Oh, no, you were God. doing that in like big studio. Thank you for voice. calling it sexy though. Oh, oh finish. Oh, sorry. Yes. Oh God. Oh, don't That's my say angry that, sperm yeah. sample for this week for anchor. <laughs> I thought it was anchor. No, it's angry the sperm collecting it's, smurf. It's, it's anger. Anger bank. Anger bank. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pound your cock until it blows she up. Our, she was our best subscriber every week on time. There's that vial. It had Angry a little red. It, it had a little red tint in it too. He must that's be the anger. too hard. That's oh, the anger. You have yeah. red cum. Yeah. Red. <laughs> knows he it looks like have to pay it looks like cake right? icing. Yeah, it's really just. Oh, oh that's fucking gross. Well, write this name. Hey, if Jerry were on earlier, uh, we wouldn't be talking about my semen looking like cake icing. But Why don't yes, we just ask would. him? We will. <laughs> Jerry, what is your what is your Jerry, semen? Jerry, what color is like? your cum? <laughs> yeah, oh! That should be the first question, not Josh's question. That should be the first question. Then we'll see how long he lasts. We'll he see how long it takes up. him to find the leave meeting button. It's a big red one. <laughs> It'll be one of these like, oh my God, these guys are freaking stupid. This well, if it takes as long stupid. as them to find the on button, then we've got some time. Oh, show hey, thanks for joining us, Jerry. Show's almost over right um we're up against the clock there is no clock there's no clock there is no clock is that the best thing in the world mike mike has produced more no fucking clock. morning radio just a cock yeah, there's, there's no clock and now it's a cock i know right that's what's great it's like we're, we're up against spots no we're, we're not up against nothing <laughs> no, oh, wait, we got another, text, another text from G, G Callahan. oh boy oh, oh boy it was it won't let me install one more excuse software. we're gonna get john dennis on so Oh. oh my god <laughs> do it on your phone tell jerry if he doesn't come on mutt's coming on with us <laughs> hold on i'm gonna say shoe just said <laughs> don't say it if you don't figure it out <laughs> this will make him just say fuck you we call mutt <laughs> we call mutt <laughs> Can you hear us, Jerry? 
Yo, what's happening? Are, hey, are what's you, up, uh, Jerry? Have you, have, you, have you done any driving for Amazon since being let go from EEI? Uh, <laughs> no, there's only three places in the world that are hiring Amazon, Target, and Home Depot. Uh, so I got, <laughs> I got to make a choice. I hate, <laughs> I'm not a big hardware guy. I think I'm going to go for Target and uh, hopefully work, you know, in sporting goods or something. But there's yeah, no other good. choices out there. I just saw, we, we all remember this place from working at, uh, at Intercom. I just got an email that the stockyard is starting to hire. Let's do it. Oh, really? So Mark Hannon can go back to having his three-hour lunches on, on oh. David Field's tab. <laughs> I was figuring I could just be a bartender over there. Come on, it's the stockyard. Um, I, I have a friend who's a paver, owns a paving company, and he told me yesterday that he pays his operators, the machines, the machinery, $77 an hour. What? So $77 hour. All state jobs, all union. They make 200 grand to. Yeah, to those union jobs, those are the yes, prime they, jobs you want. Yeah. They start, they start at 58 bucks an hour. So I'm in the wrong business. I want right. to. Right. So is everybody on this Zoom call, I, clearly. This is what mm -hmm. we're doing. Yep. I should have went to I should have went to Minuteman or or Worcester Vogue Tech or something and just you know got the real my good paying jobs there, man. My son was uh, offered a job at Amazon because they're hiring like crazy, but they they told him you would have to be in the freezer for I think like six hours a day. Oh, and it's twenty degree twenty something degrees. They said you got to be prepared, and he's uh, not wasn't a big fan of that, so he ended up going to Target instead. It was. Uh, same as everyone else. These, these wow. places hiring you, you got to pick. But yeah. they paid better. They paid pay was better. But the idea of being in the freezer for like you know That's an entire weird. shift was a little frightening. If you don't know Jerry Callahan, he's been doing this shit for a long time. Uh, where did you start? You started writing for a paper way back in the day. And then how, did that, started, become, how did that become radio? I started out of, out of college at the Lowell Sun, right at the bottom rung. I was like putting the media guides in alphabetical order and answering you know, calls from Little League coaches trying to get their kid's name in the paper. Yeah. And work, went from there to the Boston Herald. And then when I was at the Herald, I started doing radio once a week or whatever, twice a week. Uh, you know, there was that wave of sports writers who started appearing on radio. That I was there with, you know, Shaughnessy and Ryan and Steve Buckley and those kind of guys. And then that went from one or two days a week to getting a chance to do it every day with John Dennis. 10 to noon, uh, 22 years ago. And then after two years of 10 to noon, they moved us 6 to 10 where we were, where I was for 20 years. Right. No shit. And I went, to, I went to Sports Illustrated for five years, but I kept, uh, actually did a full-time radio gig. We had this little machine that would hook up in the hotel room and I'd do the show. Kind of, it's a precursor to these things. The, right. The Zoom calls. <laughs> I would hook it up and do the show from my hotel room when Sports Illustrated would send me to far off places. But uh, I did that for a couple of years and then just became full-time morning guy for for 20 years but you kept writing the whole time right jerry you were writing for it, the yeah, Herald I, and other places i mean i can't even understand how a someone who was involved in a morning show and then having to write a column every day i just don't have a big enough brain or brain can i tell you something like it sucked it was like <laughs> you, you know what is. it was like when you're doing a morning show you're always tired you know you're always oh, yeah. tired yeah and I would literally fall asleep on the keyboard and I'd be oh, and I'd have like six cups of coffee just to get through a column. And then I'd literally like have to nap for an hour just to, so I could get enough energy to write. It wasn't, the morning show was not conducive to writing and having any brain power left when the shift is over, as you know. I was generally, yeah. you know, struggling to get through it. And I went from two or three columns a week down to one. And then at one point, I mean, the, the newspapers, it's funny, all my former employers are like either gone or on their last legs. The, yep. the Herald is barely there. And 
Sports Illustrated has laid off everybody, and they're like, I don't know how much longer they're going to last. Hopefully another year, because I have a subscription for another year. But they're not going to be around. <laughs> they're not going to be around much longer either. And as we know, WEI is like in the toilet as well. They're they just had their worst uh, rating book in thirty years. So everything's changed in all these industries. Everything is. I mean, I look back at the thirty years of, of doing radio, and and, and uh, it's everything is changing. And if people don't figure out how to change with it, they're fucked. I don't care if it's newspaper, radio, television, the way the goddamn news is structured, you know better than anybody, the way the news is structured is just to scare the shit out of everybody. So you don't even right. get a straight fucking <laughs> message from anybody. And so, yeah, like, just clickbait. Total clickbait. Dave, we just did my just did my podcast with Turtle Boy. We did the whole thing on this whole new culture where everybody is scared. Everyone's yeah. playing scared. They're coming after the king of all media now. They're coming after Howie Hampton's. And it's, I think they're going to get them because nobody has a history of saying and doing offensive things like Howard Stern. Nobody. Right. I mean, you guys, you guys know that. And the latest video that's making the rounds is the worst one where he's in blackface with big lips and, and Sherman Hemsley plays Robin Quivers in a skit. And he just says the N word over and over and he says the most vile things and it's gone viral and it's spliced together with a video of him telling the view, telling the chicks on the view that he's never said the N-word. And then they go, oh, boom. And fuck. there's not just audio, there is video. Oh. And I know he's on satellite. I know he's pretty powerful. And I know he has some you know, powerful friends these days. But it's going to be tough to live this one down. It's not like he just you know, made, said one wrong word. He, he's, he did whole skits and whole songs and whole riffs on, on you know, using the N-word and other slurs but, but uh, he, did, he out, did it with a black co-host to be he wasn't doing it. i mean that they're actually going after him yes they are you'll see oh, it this fuck. video i think it just came out this weekend this video this guy put together and uh, we're, we're literally he says i never said the n-word and then boom you go right to video <laughs> and say, Jesus. how long is it go after mel brooks for uh, blazing saddles right yeah, but blazing, blazing saddles was written by richard pryor right okay not a lot of people know that you know, he was one of the writers for Blazing Saddles. That's the yeah, problem I, with this shit. It's no, like you're just looking to pick apart every single person. Are these people bored? What's the, what's the story? No, no, you know what it is? They're winning. They're, getting, they're smelling blood. They're getting those scalps on the wall. And they're just going to go after the next guy until they get, you know, everybody who's not on their, you know, on the Team. same wavelength, same page as they are. I said that about, we talked about Blazing Saddles. And the jerk, you remember the jerk? Mm -hmm. I, oh yeah. But I thought it was great when it came out, and you know, I, and my son is loves silly slapstick humor, so I said, "Oh, you should watch the jerk." And he like found it on pay per view somewhere, and he's watching it, and I'm like in the other room, and I hear it, and I go, "Oh man, I forgot about that." Because <laughs> it's like right. blazing saddles. You get these yeah. dumb, you know, black jokes. You know, he grew up a poor black child. Mm -hmm. and, and 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 I said I thought it was just dumb content, and it was at the time just a silly comedy. But now, it, it will be it'll go away with Gone with the Wind once they uh, get around. Well, I've I've you know Gone with the Wind, Jerry. Uh, I've seen that movie quite a bit. I don't know how many times you've seen it, but they use language they use language in there that's pretty um, offensive, and uh, they don't use the N word, but there are other words used, and. It's, you know, that was like, I used to live in Richmond, Virginia. I lived there for eight years. And before I moved down to the South, my education about the country below the Mason-Dixon line was Gone with the Wind and the Dukes of Hazard. That's what yeah. I thought the South was like, you know? And so, but, you know, once I was living down there, watching Gone with the Wind, I realized, wow, this is like glorifying, like the, the slaves are super happy to be where they are. And they're glorifying that whole thing and, and, the, and the lost cause and everything like that. And it's just, I, I don't know, I, I kind of agree with that one. But it's, I guess, I don't know, you can put it in the same thing as Howard Stern, right? Because I was laughing at Howard Stern in the 90s, just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. You know, and then... It, it, absolutely. And, but, you know, you're not given, you're not afforded the luxury of putting it into context. You know, that's not... That's not allowed. It's just going to be judged on today by today's standards, which are pretty strict. I don't know if you guys followed the David Andelman story over the weekend, but he owns a drive-in theater. He does the Phantom Gourmet yeah. TV yep. show. 
and he's getting canceled. In fact, I believe they've already canceled the show. They've taken it uh, temporarily off the air because of offensive Facebook posts. And we went over them today, and I went through them all. I'm waiting for the for the offense of the racist one because they called, they said they were racist, and they're not. They're just he literally makes fun of looters and 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 uh, makes fun of kneelers like Kaepernick and looters, and he kind of glibly and you know sarcastically. But there's nothing that crosses the line. And this organization, I don't know if it's an organization, but this group got together. They said they're going to bombard Channel uh, 4, WBZ, where the show wow. was. And by the end of the day, it was off the air. So you don't really have to be offensive. You just have to be on the other side, man. You've got to be on the other side of that line. And if they come after you, they will not, they'll, they'll, they'll organize. You get a whole group and they'll bombard the place with, which is what happened to me, bombard the place with emails until they just give up, say, you know what, we'll, uh, you know, we'll throw him to the wolves. And that's what they did. Well, so, so Andelman makes fun of looters who are committing acts of violence towards property, I guess you would say. And then someone, let me get this straight. Somebody threatens violence against the TV station that carries him. And coincidence. And they, it, it's. I, I just, saw the, you know, the emails. I, dude, it's uh, like the, it's like the pro-life people that fucking bomb, you know, abortion. Right? Clinics. How pro-life they can you be when you're hate. killing people? You know, right? You're right. for life, but yet you're killing. Do- I'm just using that as an example. It's like, Jerry, I think people have just completely let go of the steering wheel these days. Completely on both sides. Well, I don't think it's on both sides. I think it's on one side. To be honest with you, you don't hear. There aren't a lot of conservatives trying to get people canceled, trying to get people taken off the air. As I've always said, if a conservative doesn't like a radio show, he changes the station. If a liberal <laughs> doesn't like a radio show, he tries to get it taken off the air. And that's Well, Jerry, Jerry, I got to stop you there because I'm the liberal who does the conservative thing and just doesn't listen to the radio station. You know, because maybe from- that's because maybe that's because you know, as everybody it. here, we're in the business, and right, that's right. the that's the the best way to hurt a media source is to ignore them. Take their right? take their ratings. No away. question, right? Okay. And that's what I do. I mean, I you know I joke about canceling HBO because of Bill Maher, which is not why I did it. But um, I, I mean, I've never said take him off the air. I mean, it's like it, it's uh, you know uh, that flies in the face of everything we say and believe in. You know, like. We don't want to hear your, you know, we don't agree with your opinion, so take him off the air or just shut tune him it out. Up. I would just tune that's, it out. That's scary. I think people, young people want to go into journalism. They're not going into journalism anymore. They're going into advocacy. You know, there's pick one side or the other and, and you try to advance that cause. That's what the the big newspapers, you know, the Globe, the New York Times, that's what they do now. They don't report the news. They try to advance an agenda. It's almost transparent. It's almost to the point where they admit it. And the big ones the New York Times, New York, the Washington Post, the Globe, although they're not very big, they're owned by billionaires who want to advance their own, you know, political uh, views, and they Agenda. use that paper. Well, yeah, Jerry, they use the paper to do that. Well, Jerry, can't you say that for the conservative side also that there's billionaires that own those news sources? Yeah, that, well, Rupert Murdoch you know, is one. You're right, absolutely. They own the New York Post, and he's same thing. He doesn't care if he makes money. He's just like Bezos in Washington. They don't care if they make money. They want to have a voice, and they do. So it's not really journalism in most cases anymore. It's just you know, advocacy of one side or the other. Well, Jerry, um, as someone who keeps up with the news, and you're an, I know you're an avid reader, what are the news sources that you trust? Because it just seems like we can't trust any news source anymore. Like I'm looking, the last ones I would look at to, to be fully trusted to me would maybe be AP, Reuters, maybe uh, something that they seem a little the more question. I mean, I think you just, I'm, Mike, you go into it knowing. That's what I, I read everything. I'm online reading everything, the New York Post. And, the, you know, I don't read the Globe because it's behind a paywall and I'm not paying for it. It's, it's <laughs> right. 99 cents for six months and that's way overpriced for me. I hate that pop-up. <laughs> that pop-up drives me nuts. But I'm trying to read your shit. I think you just read everything and you know you go in there with your eyes open and understand that this, there's an agenda to most of it it's a good question though like the wire services i guess they're more reliable than the than the big papers but you know they at times you'll find them again advancing an agenda but i, I don't know you just read it all and decide for yourself i guess 
Well, what can do you do? You, can you name some of the sources that you you trust? I mean, I trust. I know where they're coming from. I, I love Tucker Carlson, and I'm I'm fascinated by this latest battle because they're coming after him. They got a few corporations to already boycott the pullout, and they don't really say why. They just say, you know, he's offensive, and I think he skewers both sides. He's killing, you know, big tech and and some big corporations, and he'll go after big Wall Street firms. He's conservative, no question, but he is an iconoclast. He will try to to go after power, and he does it uh, in a real smart way, and it's making some people nervous. I saw the other day Papa John's, T-Mobile, and Walt Di and Disney World pulled their ads. Really? And that, that bothers me. I don't you know, want anyone pulling it, and that bothers me. Disney's a competitor. They own ABC. They own ESPN. So that's kind of. Uh, and that's, that's the kind of stuff you've got to look at. Right. Who owns right? what? See, Follow I didn't know the money that. Trail. So Disney owns these other networks and they're pulling advertising from a rival network. See, that it, it's America doesn't have a lot of time. Or maybe so they do these all. days now that they're sitting at home, you know, right. not doing their home projects or whatever. But it's nobody digs deep enough. Now, it, now back in the day, let's say, not too way back in the day, let's go back to the 80s, all right? Was, were you checking on sources for news stories when you were reading the news, like back in the 80s? No, it's, it's a good question. I mean, I used to think the Globe was a real newspaper. I learned exactly what it's all about. I mean, they are, they are advocates. They're activists. They, you wanna, when we were taken off the air, the Globe was literally calling our advertisers and telling them the things we said that they thought were offensive. This was an editor at the Globe. She admitted it. She called a bunch of advertisers to complain about us, not for a story, just because she didn't like us and because we were their competitor, they thought. And they, it was effective. I mean, they, they got some people, some people's attention. I mean, that they have no ethics or any standards, but it's true. I don't remember ever thinking that cynically about the news when I read it in whatever, the 80s or even the 90s. It feels like it's one of those things that's developed from the social media age where you can get news anywhere. You gotta, to stand out, to make, you know, to, to succeed, you gotta have, offer more than, you know, the who, what, why, and where kind of thing. You gotta have a voice and you gotta have an appeal to, to, to certain demographic or they're just gonna tune you out. It, it goes back to trust. I mean, the whole thing is trust. If you think about what Mike just asked in the 80s, any of us working in radio, we would trust the Associated Press. We would trust the newspaper we would pick up. We would trust the news we would watch and then have to, you know, form our own opinions with whatever shows we were doing. Where is the trust these days? You just hit it right on the head, Jerry. There are so many avenues of where to get information. And we all saw that Cambridge Analytica story. I mean, this shit is yeah. so far from the truth, it's not even funny. And if you're not educated and you don't read and you're in your, if you're a teenager, getting out of high school, going in, who the fuck do you trust? I, I was talking about this with someone the other day that the, the biggest change is how easy it is to, to mobilize, to get, to, get a mob, to get a mob going here and to um, make change. Like you can, in the old days you had to write a letter, you know, you had to write a letter right. to get you know, or make a effort. phone call. Right. Now, so you had to get a stamp and an envelope and right. find a mailbox. Now, and that's what happened to us again, is the guy who came after us, the, the activist, would get an email, and all he would do all day was get the email addresses and the names of everybody at the companies who were advertising. And he would bombard the advertisers every day with emails and, and, and come up with different things that he thought we said that were offensive. And he'd say, this is... Uh, you know, he, one day, one day I said chicks and says, you know, like I called women, all, how are the chicks? And, you know, just a stupid juvenile expression, called them chicks. He turned that into an email saying this was sexist, misogynist, oh, and hit it like to 40 advertisers that day. I mean, stuff like that, that wouldn't have happened in the old days because you can't like write a letter Actually, or a photo. Actually, Jerry, text. that happened to me when I was in college. 
we had a professor who called me out for saying chicks. It's so funny that you say that would never happen in the old days, but I was in, this was eighties in the, in college and and I'd have a meeting with her and the head of the department. And she's like, we just would like you to stop using the word chicks. And I'm like, well, I'm just talking like 99.9% of the people are talking on campus, which is the community I serve. And, um, I haven't heard of the 1950s. So quit it. Okay. So wow. You know what, Mike? That's a good point. That the whole world has become like a college now, where you know you have the PC police on guard for anything that might offend anyone. You know? Anything. And remember that, when we well, remember when we used to be afraid of the only thing was the FCC? Like everything was all yeah. the F. Do they even fucking exist? Because a whole other level of FCCs have taken over. It's true. Well, they don't. They don't regulate cable. They don't. They obviously don't regulate regulate the internet. So they oh. don't. Have, Affect everything. It used to be they affected everything because they affected everything. radio and TV. But I, I played. I played. Uh, remember the song, Mike, by Extreme, "Get the Funk Out." Oh yeah. yeah. That song came out in like I don't know the mid '90s, and I remember the radio station I was working at. We played it, and the shitstorm that came out. Oh, you played "Get the Fuck Out." No, it's "Get the Funk Out," and it was a whole thing yeah. for like a week. I'm like, a fucking song? Come on. Well, there were a couple of things that blew my mind in the last couple of weeks. A guy in uh, Sacramento, play-by-play guy for the Sacramento Kings, mm. he tweeted, all lives matter. He wrote, all lives matter, dot, 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 every single one. He was trying to be, you know, empathetic and trying to show that he cared. He got fired for oh, saying Jesus all Christ. lives matter. He got fired. And I couldn't believe it. I read up on it. Trust me, that's all he did. A couple of players didn't like him, and they said, good, you know, we don't want him. But he literally typed in an attempt to appeal like he cared about everybody. He wasn't being flippant. He got fired. And then the Drew, Ble- Drew Brees thing blew my mind, too, because he did nothing. He said nothing wrong. All he did was say, I don't believe in kneeling for the anthem. I love the country, the flag, whatever. My grandfather's fought in the war. I went back and looked at everything he said. There was nothing that could be construed as offensive. But it was apparently he didn't show enough empathy for the kneelers, and they came after him. Man, they came after him hard. I think he's up to like you know 27 apologies now. He just keeps apologizing. And this is oh, Drew Brees. This is no small timer. This is one of the all-time greats. Who's, his record was impeccable. He did a lot for charity, and they came hard after him. And he's going to be on his knees uh, on opening day. You watch. He will take a knee. Jerry, I just want to address the the all lives matter thing and 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 how it was explained to me. Where in fact all lives do matter. You're absolutely right, and I I don't agree that they should have fired that guy. Maybe they should have just said hey, and given him a warning, because I've I've experienced that personally myself. And you know, an African American friend of mine said, well, yeah, it's great that all lives do matter, but in this particular case, it just seems like black lives don't matter as much as other lives. And with the, the the examples that have been given out in the news, so when you say all lives matter, you know as some people may get angry and approach it the wrong way, like that guy getting fired. But you know that community feels like, well, all lives should matter, but right now it doesn't seem like they do. I understand, and I've heard the explanation as well. And maybe someone, like you said, someone should have sat down and said, "Listen, his name was Grant Napier. Listen, Grant, you know we got to you know explain this to you because he did it. Obviously, he did it." innocently or naively trying to be he supportive he wasn't trying to be right. flip and, yeah. and i understand that bothers some people like hell and the punishment sure doesn't seem to fit the crime in at the philadelphia inquirer an editor who won a pulitzer a guy had been there 20 years very well respected got fired for a headline that said buildings matter because they were talking about historic buildings and monuments that were getting defaced and and the headline was buildings matter too and I understand if you think that's inappropriate, but they freaking fired the guy. Yeah, and I'm going, that's, a, that's extreme. What happened to like warnings or explanations? Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, New York Times fired an editor for just running a column by Tom Cotton, who's a sitting U.S. senator and a, and a war hero and a Harvard grad. He wrote a column about, you know, when to use uh, federal forces against looters. They ran it. And there was such an uproar from the staff, they fired the editor. <laughs> Which is- See, the whole, the whole listening thing needs to work on both sides of the fence, in my opinion. The whole thing is about listening. If you're listening to anybody's stance, and that's yours or yours, what's the firing for? Okay, sit down and say, 
hold on, maybe you don't understand what Black Lives Matters means in this case, and then have a conversation. But nobody wants firing. to understand. They want to be right. Well, stop telling mm -hmm. me to fucking no, listen if you're not going to fucking listen. That's the point I'm making. Like, remember the days when it wasn't a whole religious conversation or sexual conversation or government conversation? It was like, I don't care who you vote for or who you fuck. And if I don't agree with you all the time, that's okay. You're not going to agree with me all the time. Now it's like, well, if I don't agree with Jerry, I got to burn his fucking house down. Or if Jerry doesn't agree with Isaiah, he's got to fucking burn my house. Like, what the fuck? So we're not supposed to say anything? You want to talk about compartmentalization building up and, and, and hatred building up. If I can't tell Josh I'm upset with Josh about something and I hold that in, I'm going to be fucking, there's going to be shit on the backside. And that might be what we're seeing with a bunch of the riots. People are sick and fucking tired of not being heard. And now it's yeah. just chaos. That, that was, <laughs> that, you know, that's something that it explained to me also that, and it doesn't justify any violence in any At all, way. on either side, but anywhere. I, you know, you can tell somebody something over and over and over again for decades. And if you feel like you're being ignored for a very long time, Boom. you get desperate. Now, I've never been in a situation like that. It's Neither hard for me to speak on that. Right. Um, but, you know, I can understand the frustration. I, I, don't, I don't agree with how it's handled by, you know, hurting other people or, or setting something on fire. But I can understand the frustration there. And if you look at the history of why that organization was, was created, there's been a lot of examples. And going all the way back to slavery, you know, yeah. so that you're you're saying something over and over again you're asking for something over and over again it's not happening it's gonna explode i do it with my daughter all the time i don't hurt her or set her on fire but i end up yelling that's a good you know? thing let's like, get that on record take out the trash for crying out loud <laughs> you know on. and it's what happens with everybody you know i'm not i'm not diminishing that cause at all but i'm just saying that you know people have to look at that and say you know, how do we avoid this? And that's like you said, Isaiah, I think that's a great point. You got to listen. And Everybody's does. listening. And like Josh says, they're just concerned about being right. I, I think, I mean, I'm obviously not a liberal like you, Mike, but I think the, the last real liberal is Bill Maher. And I hate him some weeks and other weeks, but he never is against, you know, free speech in any form. You know, it's like you, you have to, Put. We all have to agree that we have the right to speak, and and, and words aren't, you know, violence. You should be right. able to speak your mind, you know, honestly, without fear to that. You know, without losing your job or losing right. your life. I mean, it's gotten to the it, point where it's too much. And I again, you, you compare. You talk about your experience in college. And you see it over and over, these people getting in trouble, the professor, you know, getting in trouble for just saying the wrong thing. And they start a petition and they start an online, you know, mob and the guy's next thing you know, he's out in his ass. It's, it's almost an antiquated uh, uh, concept of we all have a, a right to speak our mind. Not, not so much these days. No. Where are we in the sports world? Let's talk about sports. What professional sports team is going to come back first the right way, do you think, Jerry? I only care about football and golf. That's all I care about. So you've got uh, your golf. Well, I'm golf leaving this conversation golf. then. Sorry. I have no. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Mike does this every show he walks outside at some point. <laughs> he hates ball I, uh, golf. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't I, like I, ball I, golf. He's a disc yeah. golfer. Yeah. Yeah, the fall, the fall is going to be great, though, because we'll have football, uh, pro football, college football, and golf put all the majors off. So the fall is going to be, you know, the Masters, the U.S. Open coming fast and furiously every week so i'm looking forward to that but to me the big sports story is football will do it right football will be back in all its glory unfortunately everyone will be kneeling including the commissioner with but fans once they get without there, fans. You know, once we get to play a game they'll have fans but not full houses my guess is they'll have like one third full maybe twenty thousand people and they'll pretend they're social distancing <laughs> But they won't. It'll just you be add you add to, two beers to social distancing and that goes away quick. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> and then I the, the big story is the death of baseball in my oh, opinion. God. Can we Base talk house. about that a little bit? It feels so irrelevant right now. They just keep shooting themselves in the foot. I think they're going to come back and people are going to just say, you know, we were good. We you you know you can we don't need you. We're good. We got plenty of other things. We're busy watching you know rioting and looting. We don't need you. That's, that breaks my heart because that's the one sport I really follow 
out of all the major sports. You know, I'm not like a fanatic, but I love baseball. And it's just, I don't understand why they can't get it together. It just, it just Money, breaks my Money, greed. Heart. The same problems we have with the other shit. It's greed. I used to love baseball, but uh, I don't anymore. It's just, I've, uh, you know, it just, I don't know, lots of reasons. I don't like the Red Sox. I mean, the, 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 the organization, the ownership, um, it, they don't care about the young generation. They don't care about making the game more appealing. There's been a million opportunities to shorten the games, tighten them up, speed them up, and they don't, you know, they, they just play lip service and keep on saying, yeah, you know, tradition. People, you know, we're baseball. People, there's an arrogance to it. I enjoyed this right now because they've been humbled, and they will continue to be humbled. When they come back, whatever it's oh. going to be, 4th of July, I think they're in for – I mean, the TV ratings are already down all across the board, especially right. Boston. They're going to continue to in free fall, and they're, it's going to be – we're going to remember this this year as the time the, – the, the day that people kind of lost – lots of people lost interest in baseball, I think. So they won't well, change what, what? baseball, but they keep trying to change hockey. That's right. <laughs> Hockey gets kicked around, man. They're like they're like the Coast Guard of the sports. Like, oh, you know? we're going to add a new line, and also this is now illegal, and you, you can't blink, and it's just stupid. Just bring they fighting get... back to hockey and get hockey on the ice first. That's and all I want to say. fighting into baseball. We don't Fine. all need to jump off the bench. <laughs> right? <laughs> Hit me with a pitch, I go after you with a bat. I'd watch that. If you turn baseball into kind of a WWE thing, maybe that could save it. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's – I don't think it'd be saved. It's just going to have to take its place as whatever, third or fourth. And used to be, you know, national pastime, not so much anymore. Obviously, football is king. And college football is bigger than baseball, too. Oh, and, college uh, football is great. I love college football. And I think that's coming back on time. You know what? It should. College, they should just let, you know, college kids go to the college games. They're not really – getting the virus they're not really giving the virus it's not a problem for 20 year olds it just isn't if you keep all you know elderly and obese and people uh, autoimmune deficient people away you can do you can do anything if you, you know, quarantine the sick and let the healthy and the young go back to their lives you can do almost anything but, Jerry, don't you agree that, okay, so it's not a big problem for relatively healthy 20-year-olds, the majority of them, who have much, you know, they're in much better shape than, than all of us here, maybe except for Josh. But, um, but when they leave Beaver Stadium or whatever it is in Penn State, that, that place holds, what, half a million people or whatever. When they leave there, they go out into the world. What if they do have something and then they – you know, they, they see their grandparents or they see someone who's got an immune well, deficiency or something. I mean, well, that's my point. They shouldn't see their grandparents. They, they shouldn't have never, in my opinion, they should have never shut the colleges down. They should have left them on campus and said, you can't go home. The problem is when they sent them all home at, at first and they went and saw their grandparents or, you know, their old neighbors, but now we know enough. Now we need, I mean, now we quarantine the, the sick or the vulnerable. It's unfortunate because you know, grandparents can't see their grandkids, but that's how you stay alive. That's how you stay alive. The kids should have stayed in school. The grandparents should have stayed home or in nursing homes. And, and don't, you know, don't put them at risk. It, it wasn't that complicated. I don't know why we, you know, make it, I mean, still to this day, saying that kids shouldn't be, you know, up playing with other kids is crazy. Well, I think that has to do with the fact that, in the beginning anyway, that nobody knew anything about right. this virus, you know, yeah. even the doctors and the scientists, it was something that was so brand new and it was mutating, you know, and now we know, which is a good right. in the beginning. They didn't know. And I think that's why they, they did that stuff. They took those precautions to close things down. That beginning was also 15 weeks ago. So at this point I would have to lean a little bit with what Jerry's saying. We've learned enough that we can, if we just all act like grown ass adults and be less gross, right? I mean, I, look, I get strep throat and, and bronchitis every oh, year. that's I'm never going to happen, Isaiah. You know that. Nobody's going to act like grown-ass adults. <laughs> no, seriously, though. Be less gross. And, and act, look, when you go out, Jerry, you think about yourself, your wife, your family, you're cognizant of the people around you, right? And that's how you've always lived your life. So that's how, that's how you're going to live your life, you know, moving forward, right? If yeah, everyone does that. That's, that's why I don't think the second wave of the spike will be as big a deal because everyone knows – certain things you know we know all about you know masks and you know social distancing and washing your hands and not going 
going to see, you know, grandma at the nursing home. You just, right. they know we will behave differently next time there is a spike. But I mean, at some point you got to let kids go back to school or go back to daycare. You just have to, it's, it's just doing more harm than good to them. Oh, that, that's Josh's oh, cat, right. by the way. And that's, I live yeah, in a that's, There's just too many animals. <laughs> Josh lives in a menagerie. He is surrounded by animals. He's almost like Dr. Doolittle or no. All the time, I'm just batting cats and dogs away. And uh, All right. Oh, Jerry, give a plug to your uh, – talk, talk about the podcast you've been doing since you left EEI. Give it a plug. Talk it, talk it yes, up. Yes, my podcast is called the Jerry Callahan Podcast. Very creative name. Uh, we do it every day. Every day, it's up about 10 a.m. We do it, you know, 7.30 to 9.30 or so. In the morning, I got a rotating uh, cast of co-hosts, uh, Turtle Boy and Alex Reamer, who everybody hates, but I, but I like him. He's my token crazy liberal. He's <laughs> representing, he's got the, the voice of Antifa every, every time he's on, and we have oh, some boy. And, uh, and, and we started off doing lots of sports, but there's no sports, so we mostly do... <laughs> pandemic talk and now we're doing rioting and looting talk and there's all and, and a lot of cancel culture every day i'm telling you every day i got a list here from the weekend of people who are like david andelman who are now howard stern is the big one but who have been either canceled or they're threatening to go after harry wow. potter got canceled who did what harry potter or the the true for harry potter and when her story is interesting because she's a billionaire and she unlike you know, the lowly whatever anchor on TV or ESPN or something. She's a billionaire, so she can say whatever she wants. And she does. J.K. Rowley's, who's right. a liberal, but she's, you know, a liberal, but does not really believe in completely surrendering to the transgender uh, forces that want, you know, every, you know, we all know the issues that whatever the track runners who do it or um, she does not side with the mob on that. And her the stars of the movies like the harry potter guy came out and attacked her but she doesn't care she's got billions and but she was also friend. being supportive to the trans community she was just she saying, is in a way yeah she is yeah. in a way but she just says you know men can't menstruate no matter that's literally what she said and that triggered them and they all came after her and i think they you know like were threatening to boycott whatever she doesn't care she's she's beyond she already you know, has your money you know, she's I, like I, she's like Elon Musk. There's a few people that have so much money that they're beyond uh, attack, so they're not going to worry. Money seems to be money is the root of all evil. Again. Yes, no, the money's the root of free thinking. In this case, you get to speak oh, your mind. If J.K. No, Rowling, J.K. Rowling were just stuck now, or if she were. You know, had a book out and was hoping it would sell. She would never say these things because she would not want to offend the mob. And, and they, you know, they wouldn't. You come can't. You them. can't. You just. You can't say shit these days. You really just can't say shit. If you do, like you said, triggered is a great word, and it, it blows my mind that now again they're going after Howard Stern. Like, are you fucking kidding? He's but been you doing just, that. You don't say anything, or like you, they'll just take what you say and twist it to make it look a certain way. Like Jerry, I wanted to ask you about the. Um, I know it's been a while, but the Aaron Hernandez documentary. I feel like in in the documentary they made it seem like when you guys were talking about Aaron Hernandez that you like outed him. And then that's the reason that he killed himself. Like it was a which is fine. I, I, uh, if that's the case, I'm fine with it. A judge, a judge actually said in court that we were the reason he was getting harassed in prison because we outed. You know, that we mentioned on. We didn't do it. Michelle McPhee, the author, came on and she said she was the first one to say he's gay. And then later on a judge said he was being harassed because a radio show outed him. And I said, I don't care. The guy's a murderer. I don't care. You think we were supposed to protect him? And we joked and said, we killed Aaron Hernandez. And, uh, and because he was being harassed in jail and he ended up killing himself. But who cares? You, you, does it bother you that a, a murderer, a, 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 a serial killer was, was outed? Yeah. And uh, like, do, do you think that you... I, I don't think that you did out him though, because didn't didn't he have like a boyfriend in prison and yes, didn't he yes. be harassed because he's a celebrity? <laughs> I think I think it upset his wife or his ex wife whatever she was his fiance. Uh, right. No, she wasn't happy, but 
I mean, I don't care. He has no rights. He's he's a murderer. Yeah, he murdered us. I mean, he's a, he's the lowest form of life. The guy was killing his 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 wife's sister's boyfriend, a good friend of his. He shot him because the guy said something that he didn't like. He killed a couple guys who allegedly spilled a drink on him in Boston. Right. I mean, the guy was scum. He was evil. Who cares if he's his feelings are hurt? But uh, yes, people they, have people have too much hard. time on their fucking hands. That was our mistake for doing that documentary. We didn't know it at the time. It was produced by Aaron Hernandez's lawyer. We they came was it in. Really? They were, yeah, they were working with the Oxygen Network, with Oprah's Network, and they were very mm -hmm. professional. Oh, wow. And we did Jose like Baez. Yeah, yeah, him. We didn't know he, at the time that he was the freaking producer, <laughs> but we were uh, fooled, and we were. It's our fault. We were stupid. Jesus Christ. Well, listen, Jerry. Thanks for coming on the show, man. We really appreciate yeah, this. Thank you. Thanks, Jerry. Sure thing, guys. Good to see you, Shu. See you guys. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it, brother. Thanks for coming on. See you, Moskowitz. Good to see you, buddy. <laughs> um, we lost Mike there for a hot second. I don't even know. I think we're losing him again. <clears throat> with you guys. Zoom is hey, fucking up on me so hard, and I hate it so much, Jerry. I'm sorry. Punch your phone. <laughs> sorry, punch my. your phone. Why? <clears throat> Just punch your phone. Josh and I will thank this sponsor. I, punch it. Am I back? Yes. My back. yes, you Yay. are. <laughs> I fucking hate Zoom. I hate Zoom so much. Isaiah, if Zoom calls and said, we'd like to offer you a million-dollar sponsorship package, I want you to say, stick your thumb in your ass and go throw yourself off a roof because your product fucking sucks. Okay? Done. Don't tell me. And don't tell me it's my friggin', oh, is you, are you near? Should you move your router? It's right here. It's right in front of the fucking computer. Right here. Look, there it is. It's right here. It's touching it. It's touching I'm touching my fucking computer and it's still fucking up. Did that come out or I freeze up again? No, no that was great. Out. Remember what? Oh, oh, yeah. Was it great? Good. Good. Their oh, mind good. At home. <laughs> people snapping. <laughs> what else could no. I do? What else could I do? We got to do this. Can we get together next time? Yes. I, mean, I, I, go to the, I go to the Condon Brothers house. I mean, we're six feet apart, but you know, at least we're, we're, sure. we're together. We can see each other and I'm not going, I'm not going like Luke Condon says, I sound like, um, uh, sloth from the Goonies when the Zoom thing yeah, happens. I, like, <laughs> I love I you, Chunk. You know, it's like, ugh. hey, fucking Zoom. I hate it so much. Your schedules. I'm waiting on you. I got nothing. I'll I'll go anywhere. All okay. right. Well, next time we do something. Well, I say we meet at Josh's house. He's right in the middle, Isaiah. Right. Would that be fair? Do you have time for I'll, that? Because I know you're a busy man. I'm, I'm, I am, but I'll go wherever. If He's you want to come call. to your house, because you got, you got more Ain't fucking room there. Huh? Listen, don't, don't talk. Get don't a, get a fucking don't job. Don't talk over him. Don't talk over him. <laughs> get a fucking job. Go fucking watch. The only way dog. to get a word in. Well, listen. Oh, Jesus Christ. Mute your microphone. It's better. No, whatever. Oh. We'll, we'll come back out to your house too. It's easy. It doesn't yeah, matter. If you have more room out I'm there. I'm so sick of Zoom. Let's do it then. Yeah. But it. the thing is, we want guests. Are they going to come to your house? Are they going to? Mm. That I all think becomes coming over um, at some point. Oh God! I'll bring the vodka. Oh <laughs> yeah, uh, that's my Worcester up. girl right, right there. There right? you go, Mike. Mike sounds like a sloth again. When are we oh, podcasting great. with Corinne? She wants to know, and I'm doing her podcast next. Oh wow! Oh, I think I don't day. think you can, Josh, because Jerry Callahan's on Corinne's podcast right now. Oh, so you got to wait like 45 I gotta minutes. I got to stop letting Isaiah's schedule these. Hey, he came on, didn't he? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. Wolfpack Coffee, amazing. Mm -hmm. yep. Find them on social media, Wolfpack Coffee USA. Our good friend Matt is running it, a veteran. Uh, we all drink it. Um, our good friend Nicole over at Invoke Media Group did our website, breakingtheicepodcast.com. That's where all the episodes are, all the sponsors. Mike's been doing some great blogs. Josh is going to start blogging. It looks um, more professional than we are. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We, we had yeah. nothing to do with that site. That is all Invoke Media. So if you need websites or social media or digital marketing, Invoke Media. Uh, I, I got to call Boston Exterior um, Remodeling because I may need them mm. seriously for a project. But, like, I want to do windows. And if they do windows, which they do, outdoor shit, call them. They're awesome. Is that all our spots? Plus. 
Oh, geez. yes, Garage Doors Plus. Speaking Our of first. speaking of uh, getting projects done, you got a garage that's been looking like crap for the past ten years, and you have, or you have a garage like mine that squirrels have made a brothel. You gotta uh, fix that thing. Um, that thing's fine. I know, man. You call Chris over there, Garage Doors Plus. You follow them on Instagram. You can see his work. Same with Boston Exterior Remodeling, and they do amazing work. They can yeah, make yeah. anything look beautiful, except for my face. So, uh, so I suggest you call Chris over there, and and he'll home help you out with your garage. Is what their their Instagram it is. Are. It is. It is home improvement <laughs> porn. That's how old you can tell. You can tell we're getting older when it's like, well, those are those are nice windows. Yeah. You've got a wonderful garage door. Yeah, that's a that's a linoleum. Hmm. So uh, we'll work on. That we'll work siding on. Really goes with the other color siding. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on the next. Uh, I don't know if the next podcast will be in person, but we got to be in person and figure out how. We'll figure it out. Yes. Because yeah. this social distancing is all well and good, but it's driving us fucking crazy. So let's all do right. it in person. We'll schedule it. And are, are you guys free at all this? What, what day is it? <laughs> it's Monday. Monday. <laughs> I, hold on. <laughs> what month is it? I didn't it know if that's it was a legit question. The beginning of the week. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you, Josh. That's just a legit question. What, what day, day is it? Is it? <laughs> it? Every day feels like a Sunday afternoon. I right. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, look, can we pl- did you guys plug social media? Because I can't tell with Zoom anymore if you guys go. Were actually- nope. All right, so All you can stuff. find Breaking the Ice Podcast not only at breakingtheicepodcast.com, but Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Are we on like Tumblr or anything else like thing? that? I don't know. No, we're on MySpace. Oh. Yeah. oh, yeah. Tom loves the Breaking the Ice yes. Podcast. And so. add us on AOL um, Instant Messenger. Right. Wow. We have a live chat room going where it's just a bunch of pedophiles. So yeah, uh, check us out on the AOL chat room. Uh, so yeah, check us out on social media and also check out the other podcasts I'm involved with. Long May You Young, if you're a Neil Young fan, it's just three Neil Young fans just getting overly excited about Neil Young's albums. We're tackling all 65 of them. Nice. Actually, it's going to be 66 in a couple of weeks. He's got a new one coming out. So, so we just uh, never says you no know. to a record, huh? That he just records whenever the hell he wants, and that's why we love Uncle. It's like Nick Cage Josh, movies. You're right, you're exactly. doing one with Corinne. You plug the one, the, the Millennial Minute you're doing with Corinne is awesome, Josh. Talk about that. Oh yeah, actually, it's um, I I'm doing uh the Cut to Corinne podcast with her. It Cut to Corinne. Yeah, it's Cut to Corinne. Um, oh sweet. <laughs> she has uh, two episodes out, and I'm gonna be doing the third episode with her as soon as we get off this. Nice. Yeah. All right. Cut to Wait, Corinne. are you doing it at the same time that we're doing this? Yes. And Jerry yeah. Callahan's going to be on it. And then. <laughs> what about Howard Stern? If they're going to take down Howard Stern, let's get him before he burns out. Come on, Howard. <laughs> Howard Stern and Bill Maher will get them all on the show. Yeah, that should be easy. I'm going to write Howard a letter. And, uh, you yes. know, we'll put get a stamp him on, the show. on it and <laughs> right. walk it to the post yep, office. I'm going to walk to the post office. Yep. It's going to be awesome. Just right, give you me the awesome. number and we'll wait. My God. All right, boys. <laughs> All right, you guys. See Thanks you. for listening, everybody. I can't I can't find my cock.